We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Thursday night. CP from Knicks Fan TV on the check-in. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about another front office hire for the New York Knicks. No, it's not the head coach. No, it's not Tom Thibodeau. But it could be another good one to boost the front office. We're going to talk about a Knicks draft prediction that our friends at Babcock Hoops had created from their mock draft and are more veterans on the way. Is this about to be another veteran-heavy roster? And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Let's get right into it. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So a couple of days ago on Tuesday, uh, one of our very own Knicks fans, his name, he goes by the name of Alder Amo, came across... A uh, LinkedIn post from a guy named Sean McClain who announced that he would now be working with the New York Knicks uh, based on some background information and some digging. Uh, Sean McClain will be the Knicks uh, basketball strategy lead under the Brock Aller office. Now, Sean McClain worked for a company called Crossover. Crossover was a basketball data analytics company that basically uh, it would allow teams to insert game tape and the output would be um, analytics on players, you know, game statistics, player tendencies, so on and so forth. Uh, And so Sean McClain had come from Crossover, which was that data analytics company. And one of their first clients was were the Cleveland Cavaliers and Brock Aller being the uh, key stakeholder representing the Cavs. So they had built up a relationship from that time, from Brock Aller's stint with the Cavaliers. And now Sean McClain is now taking his analytical expertise to Leon Rose and the Knicks front office. So um, this is an article from Alder. Great job on Alder. Alder broke the story before everybody on the Knicks beat. So excellent job by Alder. He also has called the show before. So once again, tip your cap to Alder on the great um, fine. But just some some um, notable quotes 
on both Brock Aller and and Sean McClain. And this is from the CEO of Crossover. His name is Vasu Kalkarni. And uh, what he says about Brock, he says he's always been an analytics guy. Cavaliers have, have had a very strong analytics staff for as long as I've been working with them. And then on, uh, he says, Brock Aller is a beast, insanely loyal, the kind of guy you would love to have on your side. Um, and, and he's thrilled to be looking to, to turn the Knicks franchise around. On Sean McLaughlin, he said, Sean was a Swiss Army knife for us at Crossover. He's a data nerd, also a jock who was a sports junkie. This is the key quote from from uh, from Vasu here. He says, Sean McLean can work the spreadsheets. Most importantly, he can translate the numbers into basketball talk, which is important to be able to get your point across to the front office guys, as well as the coaching staff. I think that is his biggest strength. There's plenty of data guys out there, but the basketball side won't take you seriously if you can't speak their lingo. So that's his uh, his take on Sean McLean. And so what does this mean for the Leon Rose front office? Well, what it means is, you know, obviously the talent still has to come together, right? The proof is still going to be in the pudding in, in what they put together on the court over these next few years. And you hope it's the next few years and that they remain patient in their build. But I think what it means is that you got to like what, what Leon Rose is doing in terms of putting this this roster together and what he's doing is he's bringing in the seasoned veterans in Scott Perry and Walt Perrin you know seasoned veterans 20 plus years on the job in terms of uh, analyzing talent through the draft but then on the on the flip side he's also complimenting them with young minds sharp thinkers different ways of thinking you know, different ways of thinking. And obviously in Aller and McLean and maybe even Alex Klein, a young scout, maybe those guys are going to bring a more analytical focus uh, um, to the game. And maybe together you have some synergy there where these guys can help uh, using the analytics to help find some diamonds in the rough with Perrin and Perry's um, skill sets in terms of identifying talent through the draft as well. Maybe that comes together uh, with some nice synergy in addition to World Wide West and his relationship building acumen. So, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. I can't say that this is a better stat than what they've had because I'm not too sure of the, the underlings that they had under the Mills regime. All I can say is it looks like Leon Rose's approach is a prudent approach. And we'll, and we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens from there. So... I can't, uh, I can't knock the approach. Let's see what they do in terms of putting some actual talent on the floor. So that's Sean McLean. Salute to Alder for the scoop. Great job. Like I said, he, uh, he actually beat the beat on that one. Had the beat confirming his reports. So great job by Alder. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, shout out to Edwin Prudent. He's new in the chat. Edwin, salute. He says uh, he's been a Knicks fan since 1984. What's going on, Edwin? CP the Artist in here, my guy. CP the Artist. <laughs> What's going on? I, I definitely uh, got to touch on what CP the Artist has been working on for sure, because that'll definitely give the the uh, chat a good laugh. Park City Dion. What's going on, Dion? How you feeling? Vegan X in the chat, my guy Ernesto uh, in here, John Baptiste, Joseph, what's going on? 
How how you guys feeling? Um, speaking of front office, it, it's been announced at at the NBA bubble in Orlando that they're gonna allow the teams like the Knicks to send representatives down to Orlando uh, if they want to scout games. So that should be a good look in terms of uh, you know getting some of our guys out there to to you know get up close and personal uh, game side and, and see what's up with potential free agents, potential trade targets. And to begin, you know, continue to network and, and have uh, a representative for the Knicks out there. So looks like they will be allowing um, some representatives from all 30 teams, including the eight uh, who didn't make it to the bubble to uh, get out there in Orlando and and, uh, and and chop it up and scout. So should be a good deal for the Knicks. And uh, let, let's see what happens in the bubble. The illuminated one. What's going on? Says uh, team hashtag new. So welcome to the chat. The illuminated one. All right, what else we got going on here? Let's talk about um, the draft. So my guys at Babcock Hoops came up with a, a mailbag in terms of, um, you know, my guy Matt Babcock reached out to me in terms of uh, a Q&A. So it, it was my question to, um, to Matt. Check it out right here. Let me pull this up real quick. My question is, the Knicks currently have the 27th pick, which belongs to the Clippers. It could change depending on how the Clippers finish the season. Who are some draft prospects from the 25 to 30 range that the Knicks should be taking a look at? Thanks a lot. Hey, CP. I hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, so for, first of all, uh, you know the Knicks have three three picks right now. So right now they're, they're slotted to have uh, the 6th pick, the 27th pick, and the 38th pick. Uh, in regards to that that second first round pick, I think a lot of it's going to be uh, you know determined by who they take with that first pick. Uh, I think a, a few guys that they could take a look at right now. I have them taking Lamelo Ball at six, which I'm not real confident he'll get to that point in the draft. But the way this simulated draft order you know, fell, um, you know, he just it, if all those teams keep their picks and don't trade, uh, I just had Lamelo slip in there. But um, Lamelo is definitely going to be hot on, on their list depending on where they're picking. Uh, Denny Abdia, Anthony Edwards, or a couple other guys. And so, you know, with Lamelo, um, you know, going with that sixth pick in, in this specific uh, mock draft, I had them taking Tyrese Maxey at 27. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, I'm sure, are up in arms that I have Maxey slipping that far. Uh, but if he is there and they do take Lamelo with that first pick, I like that pairing. Uh, you know, I see Tyrese Maxey as an undersized shooting guard. Uh, that's a good, versatile defender, uh, just tough, tough kid that would be a nice. Uh, Nice match with Lamelo. Lamelo's a big point guard that isn't very good defensively. They would probably fit well together. And um, with that second second round pick, uh, I currently have them taking Tyler Bay from Colorado. You know, undersized power forward. That's a you know big time athlete, versatile defender. Uh, so in that you know in, in this case, uh, it's it's them adding three different guys that that they don't really have in their system right now. So uh, it's going to be an interesting draft night for the Knicks. You know, whether they keep all those picks or not, we'll see. But uh, I, I think they could go in a number of different directions. Salute to my guy, Matt Babcock, Babcock Hoops on that one. So a lot of you guys were thinking, you know, the, the LaMelo talk was uh, LaMelo at six is what they had in their mock draft. So in their mock draft, they had um, Golden State taking Wiseman at one. Obi going to Minnesota at two. Like, do you think oh, you think Minnesota would take Obi with Towns there at two? I'm not so sure about that. I don't see that. They have the Pistons taking Edwards at three. Possible. I think they could go, obviously, they could go LaMelo at that route. But Edwards at three, Okongu going to the Hawks at four, Denny at five, and then LaMelo slipping to the Knicks at six. 
I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure because you could have teams like the Bulls in this in this mock scenario, right? This is just a mock draft, but in this scenario, you could have teams like the Bulls, maybe maybe even Charlotte, maybe even the Wizards, uh, trying to jump the Knicks to try to get Lamelo. And I still think Detroit would go Lamelo um, uh, over Edwards at three, but that's how they had it shaken out. I don't. I wouldn't see Ob going to uh, the the Timberwolves at two. But that's how their their mock draft shook out. Now they have Maxi. He picked Maxi to the Knicks at twenty seven. I don't know. You guys be the judge. You see Maxi slip into the Knicks at twenty seven. I'm not so sure, but I would take it. I, I think Maxi. Uh, he, he's a gamer. You know, Maxi comes off as a gamer. Excellent finisher, downhill guy, versatile defender, as Matt was saying. And I, I think Maxi can take his game up another level at the at, at the at the next level. Uh, you know, he's in that three guard backcourt with uh with Quickly and uh and Hagens as well at Kentucky. I, I think Maxie's gonna turn up at the next level, man. Some people say he's undersized at the two. So was Donovan Mitchell. You know, Maxie's six three. So um I think with the right team, I, I think this kid could do some damage at the next level, man. I think Maxie's it could definitely do some damage at the next level. I don't see him falling. You know, T. Williams in the chat says he's top fifteen. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see Maxie uh, falling that far down at twenty seven. But anything's possible, man. Any, any, anything is possible. And then at uh, the second round pick, he has Tyler Bay. He has the Knicks taking Tyler Bay at that second round pick. I wouldn't mind that. You know, Bay is a uh, a defensive first player out of Colorado, six foot seven, athleticism through the roof. And again, if you're thinking about, um, you know, who your coach is going to be and potentially Tibbs, then uh, you're going to have to bring in some guys with some defensive acumen, no doubt about it. And, and Tyler Bay certainly fits the bill. You know, Tyler Bay certainly fits fits the bill. Uh, my guy, shout out my guy Spencer Perlman. You know, Spencer's take on on Tyler Bay is that in terms of what his role, what his ceiling can be, and that depends on 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 his jump shot. Spencer in particular likes the fact that uh, he can be a capable catch and shoot three point shooter. A lot of guys, a lot of scouts compare him, think he's a low budget matrix, low budget Sean Marion. What do you guys think about Tyler Bay? Like I said, when you're looking at these late round picks, this late first, you're looking at uh, this second round pick. You're just looking for guys that can crack the rotation. You know, for, forget stars, forget big time contributors. You're looking for guys that can crack the rotation and contribute some high IQ plays that can slot in and and fill a role. You're looking for those role players in those uh, in those slots in the draft. Right now, the Knicks are looking at 27 with that Clippers pick. Could change depending on where the Clippers finish in the bubble. And so, um, Bay is who we had there. And then he had Maxi at 27. Well, what Spencer's saying is um, he feels like Bay wasn't utilized as well in, in catch and shoot situations, that he has a lot of potential as a catch and shoot three point shooter. And if you combine that with a defensive prowess and you got your prototypical three and D player, combine that with the athleticism, another rim runner finisher, wouldn't be a bad pick. Would not be a bad pick.
Jason Emmons chats says Tyler Emmons, good three-point shooter, but low volume. Yeah, low volume. So that could certainly improve, obviously, at, at the next level. Just all depends on, on how he's utilized. Jay Keys in the chat says trade 27 and 38, move up to 15, 16. Jay, I, I, I wish GMs thought like you, man, but I, I don't think you're going to get there with that with those picks. Not in this draft, doesn't seem like it. Maybe next year's draft, maybe 2021. Where they feel like uh, you know there, there's some there's some big time talent in 2021. A lot of these guys going to that G League team, man. A lot of these Jalen Green. You got Jonathan Kaminga just committed to that new G, G League team. So uh, that's going to be the talk. That is going to be the talk. Let's go to the phones. Let's let's hear what the people have to say. Let's go to my guy, um, Raw Hebrew Remnant in the chat. Want to talk draft? What's up, bro? How you feeling? I how you doing, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Go ahead, bro. Say uh, uh, first of all, good, great show, man. I'm from Long Island, and uh, you guys talk when, when your show comes on. It reminds me of talking with my fellas on Long Island about the Knicks. So it's like being home. I'm, I'm in Virginia now, but I'm from Long Island. No but doubt. So with the draft. I, I, what do you th- I think we, I'm getting missed messages from, well, we always get missed messages from the fans, but I'm getting missed messages from the management. We have a bunch of young players. Um, uh, the New York Knicks have never really took the time to develop young players. I like the young players that we have. Um, and I think people are expecting a lot from this draft. I think people are expecting like a playoff team. I don't see that. And if they get veterans, they're going to stunt the growth like they did last year. That you know, Bobby Portis caused Doc not to get time, and you you, you got EP. He caused Frank not to get time. So you you want to develop the young players. So you, I don't know how they're going. To, it seems like they're trying to go for playoffs and development at the same time. You can't do that. I don't know how they're going to do that. And outside of Ball and, and Ed, Edwards and Obi, I don't see an impact player in this draft. There's always some guy that you don't expect that comes through, but. I don't see an impact player after anybody you draft. You draft Killian Hayes, you're going to have to develop him. He's not going to come in and, and be uh, a star right away. So anybody we get, we're going to have to develop. And so I don't know if the fans or the management has the patience to do that, and that's been our biggest problem. What do you think? Great call. Appreciate the call, man. Always, always in here. Raw Hebrew Remnant been in here since the beginning. And, you know, your point on the draft in terms of development and win now kind of – Leads me to my next topic is um, Ian Begley brought up the uh, a point in his um, in his mailbag that he expects the Knicks to to field a more a veteran heavy roster again going into next year, and so to Raw Hebrew Remnant's point, you know we do need to be developing. Yes, I I totally agree. You have to expect that with the bevy of draft picks that the Knicks have within the next few years. A lot of these kids are not, they're not going to keep all these kids, right? They're not going to keep all these kids. You got to, at least between, I believe my guy, um, uh, Jeremy Cohen, the coincidence I mentioned this, you have at least 13 assets under 24. If you combine the young players on the roster now and the draft capital over the next two years, all those guys are not going to shake loose. So for one, I think a guy like, a, I think DSJ is gone. Right. You have to you have to get rid of the gluttony of 
average players and and figure out which one of these young guys are going to fill a role. So I think DSJ is going to be gone. I think they do keep Frank um, because he can be a capable defender, especially, again, if you're bringing in Tibbs, you're going to need defensive-oriented players, right? You're going to need defensive-minded players, no doubt about it. So I think DSJ is going to be gone. I don't think Dotson will be back just by the way that they played him this year. I don't think Dotson is coming back. Um, Knox, I think, will be here. I don't see his trade value being worth much anyway, so I think it behooves them to try to develop Knox and see if if it's going to be Tibbs, see what Tibbs can get out of him. You have Iggy in the G League. What are you going to do with Iggy? Now you're looking at another three draft picks coming in again. You know, all these all these players are not going to make it. All these players are not going to make it. One thing we do know is that RJ and Mitch are going to be the cornerstones. Now you got to figure out the pieces to fill around them or with them that's going to make a complementary team. Right? Now, on the um, on the playoff side, this team, I don't think, no matter who they get, I don't think they're necessarily going to be a playoff team. But on the topic of veterans... The problem that the Knicks have had is that they they haven't, in a long time, they haven't had quality veterans. Alfred Payton, as I've been saying all year long, he's a backup point guard. Portis is a backup player. These guys are not going to help you win games. These guys are not going to help you move the needle. I remember my um my prediction going into the season was that this team was going to win 30, game, 30 wins was my ball. 30 wins was my ball for this team. That, that's not good. That's not playoffs. That was just what I had hoped that this team would get to in order for me to define this past season as successful. That's not even playoffs. So that just goes to show you what I thought about the veteran talent that they brought in here. Mook was a solid pickup. I thought Mook was a solid pickup. Again, Randall, he, he played above his role. That was not a good thing for this team. Peyton, while he could be a solid player, he's a backup point guard. These type of players are not going to move the needle unless, unless RJ would have taken a huge leap in his first year, right? Like a John Morant type of impact on this team. And he just didn't have that. It doesn't mean that he can't. It just means that his development, his progression is going to take a little bit longer than his peers. Than a Zion or RJ. So what does that mean to me? This is why I'm high on bringing in CP3. Yes, injuries, risk. Yes, the contract is big. But CP3 is a guy to me that's going to help this team move the needle. He's going to make RJ a better player. He's going to make Mitch a better player. If you bring in that 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 three that can open the floor for you, that low usage uh, three-point shooter, a Joe Harris, hint, hint, Joe Harris. That is going to make your team better. You understand? That is going to make your team better, man. That is going to move the needle for this team. So so when Begley says uh, we need to bring, you know, they, they may have another veteran heavy roster, that's not necessarily a bad thing if they can bring in the quality veterans that can help make this team better. And uh, to me, you have an offseason, you go get CP3, you go get Joe Harris, that's a good offseason for me. Bring back Bullock. Bring back Taj. 
I mean, listen, Harkless, I didn't like how they used Harkless. But again, thinking defense, if you're thinking about bringing in Tibbs and you're thinking defense, a Harkless is a guy that I would keep on the bench. You just, I didn't like how they used him last year, prioritizing him over the kids because a guy like a Harkless on a bad team, he's not going to be valuable on a bad team. All his flaws are going to be exposed. And on a better team, a team that has better pieces to fit, a guy like a Harkless can help that team. So it's about the, it's about when, you know, it's not a bad thing to have a veteran heavy roster if these guys can help make the team better. Now, I told you guys, the one player who I wouldn't bring back, and he's my favorite player in the league, has always been since he's been there, is Melo. I wouldn't bring Melo back. Because I don't think that Melo can come here and be the low usage role player that he has been at Portland. How I, I don't think, how could you do that mentally? Come back to the place that you were the king of the city. You were the, the leader of the team. And come back and just fill in. I don't see that with Leon Rose being the president, your former agent, and say you bring in a CP3. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring that. I wouldn't bring Melo back. I don't think that's going to work. I think that's bad news. And I love, I love Melo. Y'all know, I'm, Melo's my guy. But I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would not do that at all. So, um, you know, that that's just my take. You have to have these quality veterans to move this needle. If, the, you're, gonna, if you're gonna have a team full of kids, it's not gonna go anywhere unless, unless you're getting the next Ja, or you're getting the next Zion, you're getting the next LeBron, you know, you're getting the next kid that, as a rookie, he's, boom, hitting the ground like gangbusters. And that's not likely. None of these kids on the draft, I don't think, is going to come in and make an immediate impact. Not LaMelo, not Anthony Edwards, not any of them. I don't think. I don't think. Because you got to think about it like this, too. The draft is October 16th. There's, there's no summer league. None of your kids right now are getting involved in, in organized play unless they're setting it up on their own. Some of, uh, uh, the draft is October 16th. Training camp, this is all tentative dates. Training camp is November 10th. That's three, that's three weeks from the draft. There's no summer league. And then the season is tentative to start December 1st. So when are the, if, you, if you're going to have a kid, if you're going to have a, uh, a roster of primarily kids. When is that chemistry going to develop amongst these kids? With a new coach, a new coaching staff. So these kids and oh, these kids already had uh, um, some had injury shortened seasons and some just had pandemic shortened seasons. So this team is already going to be starting off behind the eight ball. So I think that's why it's even more important. To have, yes, bring back your vets, bring in your vets, but your quality vets. You need a quality vet. If you get one high usage, one low usage veteran that can really help this team be better, I think you're in a good position. You know, I, I think you're in a good position. Masulta Rohi, be remnant um, for that. Let's go to um, Les from the Bronx. Les, Les was in here first, actually. Les, what's going on? 
Hey, how you doing, man? Good. All right. I want to talk about um, two topics. If Jason Kidd gets hired, do you see him becoming a good, great coach, or what type of coach with the Knicks? And uh, the Knicks don't uh, sign Carmelo Anthony. Can you see them bringing back Marcus Morris, who was a dog for them? Yeah, pre- appreciate the call, man. Um, one on Kidd. I listen. I, I think Jason Kidd, the, the the mind that Jason Kidd has, there's no reason he can't be a good coach in this league. It's just like, is he gonna stick around on a team? He's already been he's already been head coach on two teams already, and and has barely fit, lasted five years. You know, so he went to the Lakers to to you know, as Kmart said, um, learn from his mistakes. And and according to Berman, he impressed the Knicks brass on his interview. I'm not so sure how true that is. It might be all speculation, but I don't think Kidd's going to get the job. I still think it'll be Tibbs, but there, there's no way Jason Kidd can't be a good head coach in this league uh, as long as, again, the teams have uh, patience with him. He has patience himself to stick it through, and he builds a staff. But there, there's, there's, no, there's no reason Jason Kidd couldn't be a good head coach in this league. I don't, I don't see why he couldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I don't necessarily want him on the Knicks, but um, I, I couldn't see. I couldn't see Jason Kidd not being a good head coach. As far as Mook, you know, the the problem was this year with Mook, with Randall, and with Peyton is that the high utilization and it it took away from RJ's development. If you're gonna trade Mari, if you're gonna trade Randall, I would bring Mook back. If you're going to trade him, I would bring Luke back. But I think the Knicks did the best thing. I think they traded him on an uptick. They traded him when his stock was highest. And and so I think they they got they did the best that thing that they could was they they signed a player that they had no business getting, fell into their lap. And and he had a great season, his best season of his career, and they traded him on a high. And I thought that was a great move by Mills and Perry to bring back some draft capital. Um, let's see what happens with the Clippers. You know, now he's the he's the fifth or sixth option with the Clippers. So you're not gonna see Mook's impact on the Clippers in the bubble that he had with the Knicks. His role is completely different. You know, his role is completely different. So if they did bring him back, you gotta move Randall. You gotta you gotta move Randall. You can't bring him back and, and be having the same team that you had last year because th- those pieces just don't fit. Cynthia Wolf in the building. Any word on Stackhouse getting an interview? Jerry Stackhouse did not get an interview. Mark Jackson did not get an interview. Jeff Van Gundy did not get an interview. Becky Hammond, as, as far as we know, Becky Hammond did not get an interview. Um, uh, who else? Some Etor Messina didn't get an interview. I'm just ripping off names that some of you guys um, had been uh, favoring. Those guys did not get interviews with the orange and blue. From what we know, the interviews are over. A lot of speculation is that an announcement is expected next next week. Spoke to Begley, he thought next week as well. So we'll see. So let's see. Kaiser Sose 718 says, um, the CP3 Joe Harris ties is the same approach the Knicks have been doing. Let's go young for once. Uh, I don't really see it that way. I don't really see it that way. Yes, they've been bringing in vets, but they haven't been bringing in good ones. If Alfred Payton, if you start in the season with Alfred Payton as you start in point guard, you're going nowhere. You're going nowhere, man. Taj is a good vet. You can't have all kids and expect to do anything unless 
you have some blue chippers in that in that crop. Unless you have some blue chippers in that crop. Like John Morant did this year. You know what I mean? Like John Morant did this year. So I don't... You have to have vets, man. Every interview that we did from... From uh, from the X-Men to Charlie Ward to Rashid Wallace to Kenyon Martin. These guys played in the league. Don't take my word for it. Take their word for it. They played at a high level. You need quality veterans to win. You need them to win. You need your kids to be the stars. If you're not going to require a star via free agency or trade, you need your draft prospects to, to ultimately be the leaders for the team. Or the heavy lifters for the team. But you still need vets. Guacho Cinco says, is RJ not a blue chipper? I'm not saying he's not. But what I'm saying is... You would need him to be a guy that the team can really ride. To justify not bringing in quality veterans. To me... Again, I go back to CP3 thing. To me, CP3 will instantly make him a better player. Instantly. I'm not saying RJ's not a blue chipper. I'm saying he may take a little bit longer to come along than his peers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Eddie Rowland, Taz knows his role. Taz knows his role. He's He's a quintessential backup to Mitch. Quintessential backup to Mitch. Where Taj struggled, Taj struggled when he started in his matchups with Embiid, with Gobert, with some of the bigger bigs, you know, because he he, he played out of position. Taj is really a power forward, you know, in this day and age, yeah, he's going to play to five. But on a on a team with better vets, that's when you see, and, and more cohesion, more chemistry, that's when you see Taj's value as a role player. So... And Dan Wynn saying you don't have to win next year. I'm not saying playoffs. I'm not. I'm not saying playoffs. But you got to make improvements, man. You got to build. You have to build. This team won 17 games two years ago. What they win this year? 22. Yes, it was a. It was a. Uh, um. You know, a pandemic shortened season. They really weren't that much better. You could argue they were sometimes worse. So. That that that's my my argument there. Appreciate the call, Les. Let's go to my guy, um, CP the artist in the building. CP, how you feeling, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing, bro? Man, the audio the audio on this side is kind of bad, so I guess I'll make this short and sweet. Okay. Yeah, um, Denny, man, I'm kind of feeling Denny, and so I was wondering, like, if you would wake up one morning after after draft night. And the Knicks had picked up Danny and Kara Lewis in the second in the in the the late uh, first round. Um, let's say they had they 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 the Knicks had like traded like Kevin Knox and maybe DSJ to move up in the draft yeah. to, to to get like you know maybe higher in the uh, 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 the first round. How would you feel about that? Oh, that'd be excellent. That that would be excellent. I would absolutely take that. I would absolutely take that. 
Um, you, when you're looking at Denny, when you're looking at Kira, and you're looking at RJ and the court together, you have three. You have three playmakers. You got three playmakers. Uh, Denny's having an excellent, excellent yeah. um, return uh, from the Israeli seasons, shooting damn near fifty percent from three. You have Kyra Lewis who can um, knock it down off ball. You have Denny who's making plays, who can run the ball from end to end. You know, capable defenders. That would be excellent. Now, what you're not going to get is you're not going to get up to Kyra by trading Kevin Knox and DSJ. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You're going to have to pay true, to play. True, true, Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have to pay to play. Yeah. But, um, but that's that's a good job. Yeah. So what about like either Maxi or uh, or the the kid from Duke? You think we could get them uh, one of those in the twenty uh, seventh pick? I don't think Maxi falls that far. Which kid from Duke are you talking about? Um, uh, Stanley. Is it uh, Cash or Stanley? Yeah, Cash. Cash is yeah. Stanley Winston is is with Michigan State. I think I think Stanley. I think that's about his range. That late first. Early second range, from yeah. what you're seeing in the mocks. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, man, Pre- appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. I mean, listen, you you coming out of your draft with uh with with Denny, depending on where you pick, right? Depending on where you pick. Right now, the Knicks have a fifty percent chance of picking seventh and eighth. So the you know Denny Denny's I keep telling you Denny could be a realistic option for the Knicks. And so, I, th- I think his skill, what's not, what's there not to like about his skill set? Yeah, you want to see if it's going to translate at the NBA. I know some of you guys are, are a little bit leery of going the Euro route. But from what the scouts are telling you, you know, you have a high IQ player, a, a good playmaker from what you've seen. And if he can knock down that three ball off the catch and shoot, go for it. Go for it. You know, go for it. We're trying to get the right pieces to put this thing together, man. I know a lot of you guys, you guys want that home run. T. Williams, when you want that home run, you want that superstar, that all-star that the Knicks, that's going to put the Knicks on his back. Maybe that, that might not be the draft for it. I'm just being realistic. We got to be realistic. That it, the, the, This draft may not be it. But if it's some guys that can fill their role and continue to help build this team, then, then, then that's the move. We're trying to get on an upward trajectory. Trying to get on an upward trajectory. That's all we're trying to get to. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to get on that upward trajectory. Um, let me shout out the super chats that came in. So to everybody in the chat once again. Damn, we cracked seven hundred again. Oh man, do we, do we got to do another giveaway? We cracked seven hundred. I gotta move the needle, man. I gotta move the needle. You guys are. Uh, you guys are supporting the show too much, man. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. If you're new in the chat, leave a hashtag new. This is number one show for the fans by the fans. CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Remember for all you guys that are new that this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, and Google Play. So you don't have any excuse to miss this show. It's available in video and audio format. And uh, yeah, man, all, all we need you to do, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, it's free to do so, Daniel Constant just did it, Daniel, welcome to the program, welcome to the family, hit that notification bell so you don't miss the next show, share these videos, whether it's on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, or text, 
You know, if there's a basketball fan, if there's a Knicks fan who doesn't know about this show, bring them in. Let them know about it. Shout out Jay Empire, team hashtag new. Chris Dom in the chat, team hashtag new. My guy Brett B.I. Wells just checked in on the check-in. What's going on? John Talento says we're getting stronger. Yeah, you damn right. We definitely are, man. Gloria Cardena says Knicks fan TV number one. Appreciate it. Auto Matt says we got 125 likes in here. We got to pick those likes up. Everybody hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up button. We've been doing real good with the thumbs up lately, man. Hit that thumbs up button. That's what we need for your support. Chris Don, welcome to the family. He just he just uh, subscribed. Subscribing is free. And make sure you guys um, sign up for the mailing list. Very important to sign up for the mailing list. Like I said, um, we need that just to get in contact with you guys. We're going to start doing some newsletters. Um, letting you guys know about future content, future events. Once we start getting back outside, we won't share your information with any third parties. We don't sell your information by any means. And so um, it's strictly to have a, a database to get in contact with you guys outside of YouTube because you just never know with social media. If this thing came crashing down and I lost your contact, we'd have to be starting from scratch. So um, that's how you guys can help us out. And we definitely appreciate it. All right, what's the giveaway? All right, so um, you know, you know, I got I got my whole collection of hats. So last time we gave away the gray joint. Um, let's do the black. Let's do the black joint, the black metallic, all black. This is a seven and a half though. This is a fitted, brand new with the tags. No, no all uh, Fulton Street knockoffs for you New Yorkers. No Fulton Street knockoffs. This is a, a brand new fitted, all black joint. So, um, Dave, if you can make another, um, another form, send it to me. Let me know when it's ready. Send it out to the chat. Dave's going to send the form out to the chat. So we'll, we'll run the drawing in about maybe 20 minutes or so and give you guys a chance. Seven and a half, man. So you gotta, you gotta have your, your dome. You don't gotta be right. You don't gotta be right. Smoking blue says, damn. So he, he, he didn't make the cut. <laughs> he didn't make the cut. All right, uh, Donald Shelby, Knicks fans, it's 9-2. Same here, man. Welcome to the program, Donald Shelby. Hector Morales said a Jared Jeffries jersey. I wouldn't do that to you guys, man. I would not do that to you guys, man. No Jared jerseys. No Jared jerseys. <laughs> no Jared jerseys, man. Somebody in chat said pause. All right, whatever, man. It, it is what it is. Um... Simma Singh says he can't wear a hat. Yeah, we got other stuff too, man. Sometimes I just I just pull it out the uh out the wardrobe and and uh we got good stuff. Back to the phones. DJ Cash from Jersey. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, uh CP? How's it going tonight? Good, man. How you feeling, bro? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Leo, like you were saying in, in reference to the draft, you know, this draft ain't gonna be a cure all, even though, you know, we got some good picks. But it's not going to be a cure-all. A cure-all, excuse me. Um, you, you know, getting some of the components now. Like, you know, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, it'd be great if we can get him. Um, I like Denny. Uh, it's been talked about. But I also like Kira Lewis. Now, if we can get, you know, either one of these players, you know, they would help to complement RJ in his game. But then you you talked about that that veteran presence. You know, you gotta you got you got to get a couple of dogs. You gotta gotta. You know, get some guys that that can help teach and mentor the young people. You know, you mentioned like about Carmelo, Mo, Mo Harkless, um, good people. You know, uh, Morris, yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. because you know, and and also Taj Gibson, because these guys can help. 
and teach the young people. You know, and, and they got and they're going to need that again. They can't, you know, they, they, you know, though they are going to be the future and, and maybe carry some of the load in terms of minutes. But you know, they need this veteran presence. I mean, I know you mentioned Chris Paul. Chris Paul comes at a price, but yeah. for what he it, what he would be able to give to help, say, someone like a, a Kira Lewis or a, or Lamelo Ball or even a Denny for that matter. You know, it would be greatly appreciated. It'd be greatly helpful. You know, I mean, it'll help RJ. It'll help mm-hmm. Mitch. It'll, it'll just help help and uplift the team. You know, overall. So, you know, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, now, uh, one more point I just wanted to make in reference to the picks. I think that next pick in the um, in the first round we got, we should um, look for for a defensive guy. I think Tyler Bay was mentioned a three and D guy. I mean, yeah, there's some things that he's not going to be able to do, but again, you know, you got to have someone with that defensive presence and let's not forget about our stretch four, someone whom we can use too. I know, you know, he may be banking on Christian Wood, but that, that might not work out. So you need to have a plan B in that area. So what do you think about that CP? Absolutely. DJK. I appreciate the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah, on the veteran presence, like I said, I, I think a guy like CP3 is going to elevate us um, immensely. Look what he's doing with the Thunder. I mean, look no further than what he's doing with the Thunder. Without CP3, there's no chance that team is even coming close to the playoffs right now. So just just look at the impact that he's having with the Thunder. He could play. You could play him and Lamelo together in the backcourt. Uh, you could play, you know, him and and as a starter to 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 be a teacher, to be a a, a bridge. To, to your young veteran point guard. You know, a lot of these kids are coming in so early, man. And like I said, especially this year with the pandemic and these kids having shortened seasons, not getting the chemistry together, no summer league, barely a training camp. It's going to be very important to get some some veteran um, leadership in here that's going to help these kids um, um, get it together. In terms of the draft, certainly my, my, my key... Um, Needs in the draft, certainly the point guard, uh, a, a capable scorer that, that you can play off ball with RJ. Um, defense, a stretch four, for sure, whether it's going to be the draft, the free agency, a trade. You're going to need a, a good stretch four. One, that was one thing that you had hoped Randall was going to bring with him from New Orleans. He was a 40% shooter uh, from New Orleans. Didn't work out that way. Uh, Portis. Play better, but at $15 million, there's a lot of speculation that he's not going to be back next year. And um, even though I didn't mind how Portis played late in the season, $15 million is a lot of money. I don't see them bringing him back at that price. Could they get him for less? Maybe. We'll see. Could they get him for less? Well, we shall see. Um, Christian Wood will be an in- intriguing player. Now, the question I have for a lot of you guys is, do you trust the lack of sample size of Christian Wood? What, what do you guys think about that? You know, um, Christian Wood for most of his career has been, um, you know, a, a journeyman trying to trying to get right. I was very impressed with him in summer league a couple of years ago when he came onto the scene. And I, I thought he was a guy that, you know, when the Knicks did end up with Mitch, I didn't think that they would bring in a Christian Wood at that time. But um, he was an intriguing player to, to bring in. But... It seems like he's coming to his own on on uh, with the Pistons, but with the Andre with Andre Drummond gone from the Pistons, could he uh, take that role? 
could he take over that role? And I think if, if the Knicks are intent on keeping Randall, I don't think they would spend that cap space and, and get Wood. You know, if, if they go, if they keep Randall, I don't see them bringing Wood. You know, but DJ Cash definitely appreciate the, um, definitely appreciate the call. Um, let me run through the Super Chats real quick. Raw Hebrew Remnant says, I think if the Knicks don't get Baller Edwards, I hope for Obi. All right, so to you, what do you guys in the chat think about Obi Toppin as a potential Knicks pick? Cold-blooded heel, 31. Um, I don't know what type of dollars this is. Maybe Australian dollar. Appreciate that. He says, hit that thumbs up button. CP, could you see AD leaving the Lakers if they win the chip? He would be the biggest thing in basketball if the Knicks, if he led the Knicks to the playoffs. Uh, draft LaMelo speaking into existence. Well, I will say on AD... I told you guys um, that, uh, you know, I know for a fact AD wanted to play for the Knicks um, when he was traded to the Lakers. Knicks just didn't have the pieces to get the trade done. He would have came here. He would have signed. He would have stayed. He wanted to play here. He wanted to come to the Knicks. Lakers just had the better the better trade package. Uh, if he wins with the Lakers, which I don't think he will, will he, would he leave LeBron and, and pass up opportunities for more championships? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if he would do that and... And come here to take on the stress. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, you, you're already you're already at the pinnacle or close to it. You can you can touch the championship, and then you're gonna come to the basement. I'm not so sure. Human nature wise, I, I don't know, man. So, uh, but like I said, he he did want to come here. He did want to come here. Knicks just didn't have the package to offer. So, but I I would love to see it. Um, let's see who else we got. Joe Collins in the chat says, risk it all for mellow ball. Anything over six. We got Hayes kid for the kid for coach. Yeah. Killian Hayes. What do you want? Any Killian, any Killian people in the chat? Let me know. Shout out JD West Hempstead, Long Island in the building. If you're from Long Island, just throw a five on six in the chat. Let me know if you're in here. Sean Richardson also in the chat. Sean, how you feeling? Appreciate it. Um, for those of you looking for the giveaway in the mailing list, Dave and should be sending out the link shortly. And Dave, just let me know when it's ready so I can pull it up on my end as well. Uh, we'll do the giveaway in, in a little bit. 733 in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So to watch, so salute to everybody watching on uh, Facebook as well. Okay, back to the phones we go. North Dakota, we going to North Dakota, let me throw my North face on, we got Marshall checking in, Marshall, it's been a minute, man, how you feeling? Yeah, it's been good, man, just chilling, chilling, chilling. Yeah, been a minute, how's everything, all right? How's the weather out there, man, is it snowing yeah, out there, is it, is it a blizzard, you good? No, it's not snowing, it's the middle of the summer, it's like 80s night. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, bro. <laughs> Yeah, we even got the internet out here, too. Okay, all right, all right. They're moving up in North Dakota. They're moving up. <laughs> so I just got, like, one or two quick thoughts for you mm-hmm. and see what you think about it. Why not, if we're going to look at a veteran heavy or a good veteran presence on the squad coming for next year, why not get back into the Euro League or the FIBA Basketball Champions League or the Lega ACB ACB League because those leagues have produced immediate impact players, especially the Euro League. It's almost like the NBA. So why not go get veterans that are going to be 
at that level already, have the coaching, have the experience, everything that we need. So, I mean, it's already produced, what, Luka, uh, Nikola Djokic, Chris Stapps, even though we don't talk about his name. Yeah. And then and, uh, there's that Brogdon, uh, Bogdanovich, or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts about dipping the toe back into the EuroLeague and the FIBA basketball championship? Yeah. Hey, well, listen. My thing is, if they can play, they can play. I'm going to leave it to Walt Perrin. I'm going to leave it to Ninja Pete. I'm going to leave it to, to Alex Klein and all the scouts out there to go out there and find the talent. If it's out there in the Euro League, if it's out there in ACB, if it's out there in the Turkish League in China, I don't care where it is. I don't care where they come from. Get me some talent in here. We want to win games. That's it. You know, I don't I don't watch those leagues as extensively as obviously NBA college basketball, so I can't, you know, really comment on which players in particular that I would bring across, but I'm gonna leave it to the experts to bring those guys in, man. And that's one thing, one of the the you know, things that Walt Perrin um, um, gets applauded for is is he's a worker and he's gonna scour the globe for talent and he doesn't mind reaching uh, for a talent if he feels that it fits the the overall dynamic of the team and where they want to go. So that that's what I would say. You know, I'm I'm open to anywhere, man. If you could play Marshall, you Marshall from North Dakota, go ahead and suit up, man. Go go ahead and suit up. So, um, oh, the thing with CP the artist. So CP the artist, and and for some of you guys who uh, have been tuning in for a while and been hearing the battle of the fans between Ari and Sergio, uh, there was a little exchange, a little uh, call after call exchange between CP the artist and and Ari uh, a couple weeks ago. So Ari's been offline a little bit. It was his birthday weekend last weekend, so he's been out getting after. But CP the artist um, has been firing some shots, and he's an artist. And uh, this this was his shot at Ari. For those of you listening on the podcast, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is good. It's it's Ari holding a picture of Isozo. With a sign in his hand said, hey, ladies, Chuck D said my name. <laughs> and sorry, Ari is Ari's little uh, catchphrase. But CP the Artist rebranded it, that sorry, Ari. So CP the Artist wants the smoke. So I know Ari's going to catch this on the replay. I know I'm going to catch like a barrage of DMs. So I would expect to hear from Ari on the next show. We might have a battle of the fans brewing. <laughs> so CP the artist uh, with, with with the shot fired on Ari, man. <laughs> oh, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So that's, that should be a good one. Battle of the fans. I don't know what part we are. Maybe part four. But salute to uh, salute to Ari. Uh, who's in here? Five one six. We got White Falcon forty four. No dice. Four one four in here. We got uh, Dante is Annie Monk. Five one six in here. Crooklyn X. What's going on? Salute to everybody in uh, LI repping heavy. We got seven hundred sixty eight people in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Make no mistake. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Um, for some of you guys. In the tri-state area, just something to bring bring light on, shed light on. Um, Taj Gibson and his foundation have been going heavy out here, man. They've been doing a lot of great work in the community. 
Um, they've been working with New York City Housing Authority, uh, just bringing food to the workers, bringing food to the first responders. Um, this Saturday, the 18th, 3 p.m. in Brooklyn, they're going to be doing a, a peace walk, a ceasefire peace walk. Todd Gibson and his foundation, and it's going to be starting at um, Broadway Junction in Brooklyn. So the Peace Walk is going to be starting at Broadway Junction in Brooklyn, and it's going to end at the Black Lives Mural on Fulton Street between Brooklyn Avenue and Marcy Avenue. So those of you in the tri-state area that want to come support Taj and his foundation, definitely come through, man. You know, we 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 have a lot of good, you know, time, a lot a great vibe on this show, just talking hoops. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues going on out there in the world, and you know, this is something that can can really help bring the community together. Especially in Brooklyn, man, there's been a lot of shootings and a lot of unnecessary um, violence going on in, in Brooklyn. And, and so, um, you know, Taj is, is just trying to help out there and, and, and really just bring the bring the community together. So for those of you that can join, come out and, and join the foundation, man. I'm probably going to pull up on it, too, as well. So if I'm out there, I'll, I'll probably uh, uh, pull up on the um, on the walk and, and maybe do a little stream from there as well. Samir is here, sends us a super chat. Samir, how you feeling? Uh, Samir says, um, no trading up for LaMelo if we don't land high. Get Denny and draft another shooter to try to get CP3 with Frank backing him up and bring Gallo back. Okay. Salute to um, Samir is here. And that is that. Yeah, praise up for Brooklyn, man. Praise up for Brooklyn. Um, Who else we got in here? Uh, the shells in here. What up, shells? Rob, Mike, Ryan, show. What's going on? Salute to you. All right, let's go back to the phones, and then we'll do the giveaway in a second. Um, let's go to Jay from Florida in the building. Jay, how you feeling, man? Yo, what's good? What's good? Yeah, run it up, run it up. We need seven hundred likes. We need seven. We need seven hundred likes, man. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys, no doubt. Yeah. Yo, Knoxman, Knoxman, Lotion. I did that little that little comment on the last show. No IG, nothing. Saying I found out my boy cut his grandfather's hair, so I might pull up on the barbershop. Oh, so you, you so, so you found hair, another man. you found another spot <laughs> where Knox could potentially be. Oh my god. Bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo, I was thinking, man, like if if that Babcock draft come true, will we get mellow? Uh, Maxi and Babe, bro, that might be the best draft of all time, bro. That's a home run, pass home run if that happened. It ain't going to happen, but that draft would be crazy, bro. Um, another thing I was thinking, bro, like you got you got teams that the Suns got Kelly Oubre for, for Trevor Reason and, and, and Rivers two years ago. Why we can't get trades like that, right? Why we can't call the Nuggets? And get Harris or, or, or Murray for for let's say a player in the draft. So put something together so we get some pros in. Like we need young talent like that. We don't need veterans like Portis and them. Like we need that can actually play. Yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? we we need to get lucky, man. Unfortunately, these teams they don't want to help the Knicks like that, man. <laughs> they they want to make it harder for us, bro. You know, I, it gotta be, bro. It gotta be. Yeah, that, the last that, point. Yeah, I know y'all want to win. Right, I know you want to run it up. I know y'all want to get forty wins. But listen, this season is a short season. Got the Kaminga kid. That Kaminga kid is, is nasty. 
six nine, two twenty, disgusting. Probably an all star wing right out the the gate. We got a tank, man. You know what I'm saying? Get Tibbs in here. Let him let him yell at him for a year. Yell at RJ playing 48 minutes a game. And then next year we come in and we get a whole bunch of vets and then we go for it the year after next, bro. Hey. Listen, man, I think I think that's just gonna happen, period, because I don't I don't think they're gonna field another good roster again. So we'll be right back in it. We'll be right back in the in the draft again, 2021 in the lottery. Uh we'll have that one of those Dallas picks on the arm. And, and more than likely, you have your own lottery pick. So, again, talent, 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 assets, assets, assets. And that 2021 crop is looking very, very beastly right now. So, hey, we'll see. I'm with you, Jay. I, I'm with you. I, I think they'll they'll get there just, you know, by os- osmosis. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, I think we'll be all right. No doubt about it. Um, Let's go down to Tampa. Jose's with us. Jose's in Tampa. Do you, Jose, do you know Jay? Because Jay's hey. in Tampa too, man. Do you know Jay? Yeah. Uh, we can all go We can all go with that guy who was uh, wanted to see the the coach of uh, Kevin Knox out there. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're right, right, right. Well, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Yeah. I saw the same thing about that, you know. And, okay, so here's my... What I wanted to talk about is I'm having a hard time uh, accepting that we get CP3 because of that $43 million salary. It's just that if we get him and next thing we know, uh, we're going to, if things implode in, in Phoenix, let's say Devin Booker becomes available. That's the kind of that is the kind of salary that we have. We, we always have in the books that is going to prevent us from getting an a, a guy who becomes available. So that's why I wouldn't do it. I think the, that other alternatives could be better and not tied up in one player in that fashion. Because CP3 is not a long-term solution. He, he I agree that uh, that he will help the team, but. I mean, Rajon Rondo is out there that we could get. You know, I, we have a good front office. Why not? Why can't they go out there and get a couple of good contracts of people that can help us? People can shoot. You can bring a veteran like Rajon Rondo. You can bring um, uh, Gallinari. Yeah. And and just hope that the coach can develop the players. Not a not a, a player that like CP3. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, and, and appreciate the call, Jose. Listen, there, there's a million ways to skin a cat. I'm not here to tell you that you know CP3. It's 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 you know the end all be all if we get him. You know, there's a million ways to skin a cat. Rondo himself is not going to help you from your shooting perspective, but again, another veteran point guard that that could potentially help you. I think Rondo's done his days. I, I wouldn't really go that route, but I hear what you're saying. Using that money and spread it out a little bit more for um, additional vets. Um, I understand a lot of you guys, for a lot of you guys, a CP3 contract is is crazy, uh, especially at his age. What I would say is that I don't think the Knicks are going to be able to to draw any type of max talent within the next one to two years anyway. So I don't see that the money being an inhibitor. When you talk about a Devin Booker, remember, he signed a five-year deal just last offseason. So he still has four years left. 
So CP3 has, well, going into next season, CP3 will have two years. Devin Booker will have three, four, four. Devin Booker will have four. The only time the Knicks will really have leverage on a trade is in three more years when Devin Booker only has one year left on his deal. That's the only time they're going to have leverage on a trade. So if that if 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 Devin Booker say wants to be traded from the Suns, Knicks going to have to pay to play. Knicks going to have to pay to play. It don't it don't mean that, you know, they can't get him. All I'm saying is it's going to cost them a hell of a lot of assets to go get him. Uh uh when 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 they don't have leverage. You know what I mean? It's going it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of capital to go get Devin Booker. Uh, when he don't have leverage, when he's gonna have other teams with capital, with assets that can that can uh, uh, compete to go get him, so that's a very tough trade. That's why I'm not even thinking about Devin Booker for a long time. He's still gonna have four years left on his deal. So, with four years left on his deal, anybody could trade for him if they if they pony up the pieces. With the Knicks right now, you're trying to get as good a deal as possible without mortgaging your future if you do not have the pieces in place, if you don't have the foundation in place to where when you trade for Booker, uh, uh, you can actually have something here for him to play with. The point is not to trade for Booker and figure it out later. The point is to trade for Booker with a foundation that you can continue your upward trajectory. It's not to trade for him and then be in the basement and figure it out after that. You don't want to do that because you're going nowhere fast. Um. So, but but good points, good points. Like I said, I'm not I'm not here to say it's CP3 a bust for me. I just use CP3 an example of a player that I feel like can um can come in and, and help this team move the needle from a veteran standpoint. All right, I'm going to close the list. We got 45 people on the entry for the the uh, the fitted. Remember the fitted? We're about to give away the fitted right now, the all-black joint. All-black joint, size 7.5. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. How many people we got on the chat right now? 775. Are you creeping up on 800? Creeping up on 800. So salute to everybody in the chat once again. Everybody throw your cities in the chat, man. I definitely rep Long Island, but throw your cities in the chat. We heard from Marshall checking in from North Dakota. We had Jay. We had uh, uh, my last guy from Tampa. I forgot his name already. Pardon. Forgive me for that. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to go Delano as the closer. We're going to go Delano. I want to hear from Frank from Colorado, too, because I feel like he's a new caller. So we're going to do Delano, and then Frank will be a closer, and then uh, we're going to do the giveaway. Delano, what's good? Yo, what's going on, CP? How you feeling, man? Good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm good. You know, regular, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I just want to say salute to everybody in the chat. Um, I wanted to um, get your take because um, I hear everything with the uh, uh, coach searching, and it seems like it's basically boiling down to Kidd and, and Tibbs. Um, do you um, see any other candidates that they talked about, like a Will Hardy or anybody else, sneaking in and potentially end up, you know, ending up with that job? Or do you think that the entire time it's kind of been Tibbs? 
No, I I think it's it. I think it's been Tibbs all the way. Appreciate the call, bro. Definitely appreciate all the support, man. Since day one, down there, always appreciate it. I I think it's been I think it's been Tibbs from day one. I think when you listen to what Leon Rose's interview and how he talked about what he saw in the next head coach, and he t- he said that he wants a guy that's going to command that locker room, command that bench. That's not Will Hardy. He's too young for that. He Tibbs. They want a guy that that all the guys are going to be locked in and that they're going to respect and know that he's in charge. And to me, that's always signified a uh, a veteran head coach. I don't think I think Jason Kidd is a smokescreen. To be honest, I could be wrong, but I think Jason Kidd is a smokescreen. Um, they're talking about a potential Tibbs, Woodson, Ticket, maybe even Miller on that bench on that staff. What do you guys think about that? I thought I I didn't think I I didn't see it uh, because I saw it as three you know defensive minded head coaches. But hey, anything's possible. But yeah, what do what do you think about that? A potential Tibbs, Woodson, Miller ticket on a bench. But what I saw, what I saw as the benefit of them um, bringing these young minds in is the same thing that was reported. You want to be able to understand what the, their philosophies are. What are the trends? Where do they see things going in the league? That's why you bring in an Indoka. That's why you bring in a Will Hardy, right? It's to, but, but you also want to establish that relationship. You want to open that door, that communication, get to know each other a little bit. Maybe those guys, maybe one of those guys is a guy that takes a team to the next level in four years or two years, right? That's been the average of a Nick head coach, you know? So the, the relationship building, same way that they do with the players. And, and that's what I thought interviewing all these candidates was about. I think the advantage of, if it is Tibbs, I think the advantage is that uh, you're going to have I think they'll have more patience with him because he has that relationship with the front office. It'll be a more symbiotic relationship with the front office because he has that uh, uh, experience with Rose, with Wes, with the Knicks, quote-unquote. He's been here as as an assistant head coach. He kind of knows how to move. So I think think if it's going to be Tibbs with this front office, I think it's a good combination. Because they would have worked together and they're going to look to work in conjunction and build this team for them. And hopefully they'll have more patience to get through the rocky times. So I still think it'll be tapes. They're saying they're going to expect an announcement next week. I don't think you'll hear anything tomorrow. Knicks don't typically make those type of announcements on the weekend. They try to do it on, on a day where you get the most bang for your buck from a PR standpoint. So, uh, uh, that's that with that. All right. Give me, uh, let's hear from, um, Frank, Frank from Colorado. And then we'll do the, the hat giveaway. Frank, how you feeling? How you doing CP? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, bro? Good, good. Hey CP. I just got a quick comment real quick. I think, I think we're missing the whole boat here as fans, man. Mm-hmm. I think that. This first round pick is up for grabs. I think when you look at this NBA bubble, I think there's a real legit chance that the Houston tandem could be broken up. I think you look at Indiana and Oladipo. I think you look at the Blazers and McCullum, and of course uh, the CP3 uh, rumors. I, I, I cannot see Dolan hire Leon Rose to see, and then bring in West, Worldwide West, and then furthermore bring in 
Tom Thibodeau to sit here and lose 50-55 games and James Dolan sitting here catching arrows for the media for another year. He brought in Leon Rose for a quick fix. And all the stars I just mentioned, guaranteed, that first-round pick is up for grabs, and one of them will be in a Nick uniform. I'm calling it right now. Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, bro. You can <laughs> call me crazy. You can call me crazy six months from now, but we'll see where we at. But out of those four or five names I just mentioned, one of them will be in the Nick uniform. There's no way Tom Thibodeau is signing up to lose 50 games, and there's no way James Dolan, I offered a Durant and the Irving summer, is going to want uh, uh, more arrows thrown in his direction for another year. We are all missing the boat. And, 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 and then furthermore, in my last point, they would definitely use the C word, the C word meaning culture, to talk themselves, in, and especially just not being considered a strong draft, to talk themselves into getting the start. That's all I have to say. I want to hear what you got to say about that because Great. I think we're all missing the boat. Appreciate the Knicks are going to get one of those guys in the Knicks uniform. Appreciate the put call. My, I put any money on Appreciate it. Appreciate the you. call, man. You know what? Listen, that, that's not a bad take by Frank, man. That's not a bad take by Frank, and and it's a it's a fresh take. You know, we've. I mean, you bring in the Tibbs. They're gonna be. You bring in a Leon Rose. You bring in the Tibbs. I, I think it's going to be an aggressive rebuild, meaning, yes, they're going to continue to use the assets as wisely as they can, but they're going to have their ears open. They're going to have their ears open. Now, you think the Houston tandem could be broken up? I think that's a, that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. I don't want Brody. I, I don't want him. Um, McCollum would be great. McCollum would be great. Would, would Portland be so quick to break that tandem up? I'm not sure. I think the Houston tandem... Has a has a much greater chance of being broken up with D'Antoni being fired as well. Uh, Oladipo, I want no parts of in a trade. Uh, I don't think that makes any sense for the Knicks, uh, especially when he's going to be a free agent in the very next year. And especially with the injury, no one knows what he's going to be looking like right now. So um, I don't I don't think he's wrong. You know, a lot of you guys in the chat disagree from the standpoint that you don't want them to do that, but. His prediction-wise, that's not that far off. That That's not that far off for them to be stargazing. I just, it's got to be the right person. It, it's got to be the right person. And, and Brody, Brody's not it for me, but, you know, I, I just hope they wouldn't pull the trigger on something like that. I, I really hope they don't pull the trigger on something like that. But make no mistake, they will have their finger on it. For the next person that comes available, we you know we we've said that we we said that uh, the disgruntled star is going to be the person that they're going to be looking at to get to get uh, to to get involved with. So we'll see. But good call from Frank from Colorado, man. Great call. All right, let's give this hat away, man. Without further ado, we got fifty nine entries. I'm going to give you guys two one more minute. To get this thing going. So to everybody in the chat. Once again. Hit that thumbs up button. For you boys. For one good measure. Uh, another solid show. Salute to everybody. Once again. Um, I want to talk about one thing. Real quick. Uh, before we get to the hat giveaway. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. And, and throughout various shows. That we were going to have. Uh, a big guest coming up. And I kind of hinted towards it. Um, unfortunately at, at the very last minute at the 25th hour, um, they pulled out, you know, they, they canceled. And, and so we, we had a big show plan for the fans. We're working with this, this former Nick. I'm not going to say who it is, 
Uh, but we were working with a, a big guest. It was a big guest. It was a big show. Uh, it was going to be another interview, uh, but it was going to be more than an interview. There was a lot of there was a lot of perks involved for the fans, and um, you know didn't work out. And so we may revisit it down the road, but, you know, just in, for the full sake of transparency and just, you know, always being transparent on this show and letting you guys know that, uh, yeah, they, they backed out on us, pulled the rug out from under us last minute. Um, so it's unfortunate, definitely disappointed because this would have been a, a real great show for the fans. And we were definitely looking forward to putting that on uh, with this player. But for whatever reason... Um, you know, they, they canceled on us at the very last minute. So, uh, that surprise, that big, that big, you know, announcement that we were going to make, um, they, they, they postponed it or we'll see what happens down the road. So just out of full, you know, full disclosure and transparency, uh, it's not going to happen right, right now. It's not going to happen. So it is, it is what it is. You know, uh, we've been on a good roll so far. We're going to continue to do that. The movement does not stop. Especially with you guys supporting the movement does not stop. But, uh, you know, listen, as you grow, I think, you you know, you realize that um, there's going to be forces against you in in terms of, you know, you trying to accomplish certain goals. And so uh, with with that being known, we're just going to keep pushing, man. We're just going to keep pushing. and, And what we need to continue that movement to... To, to to give these people, you know, no doubts that this thing is bona fide as we need your support. We need you to continue to support. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, share these videos, shout us out on Instagram, shout us out on Twitter, Facebook. I'm, o- I'm on everything, man. I'm always talking Knicks. So we just got to make sure that we keep the movement rolling and leave these haters with no doubt that this is number one fan number one show for the fans by the fans alright so let's give away this hat great show everybody great job all the mods so to everybody in the chat once again we're gonna draw the hat right now fan appreciation for 700 I gotta move this up man cause if I'm gonna get 700 every every show I'm gonna run out of merch but it's a good thing not a, not a bad thing at all it means that we grown Here we go. Here we go. Anybody else? Five, four, three, two. All right. The list list is closed. We got a gang of names, and we're gonna go for it. Who's gonna get the hat? The winner of tonight's fitted hat, seven and a half. G Money. G Money is going home with it. Brand new, new era, all black with the Knicks on the brim. This is crispy Knicks metallic logo fitted with the tags, with the tags. No Fugazi, no two, no Tim Thomas, no Fulton Street knockoff. Congrats to G Money. Adele says, yes, we can. Adele, I try to do it for you. <laughs> Will Rose in the chat said, my hair's thinning. He needs the hat. Sorry, Will, you got to try again. But G Money is going home with it. So G Money, make sure we uh, we're gonna reach out to you. Dave will reach out to you and we'll get your address. Everybody on the phones, we're gonna wrap up, but please call in next time. We appreciate it. Appreciate everybody for calling in. 
And um, yeah, man, just just signing out once again. Remember, this is number one show for the fans by the fans. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Alexa. Um, be sure to shop our merch, man. Continue to support us. We have the Mitch Please t-shirts in the, in the shop. We have a uh, COVID-19 mask as well. $1 for every sale goes to uh, charity supporting children's hunger. So if you go through the links down bottom, you'll get to my store. And then just look for the um, for the COVID-19 the face mask. So got to protect yourself out there, right? These these are the, the sign of the times, man. Also, the Scotch Porter deal never left, baby. The Scotch Porter deal never left. Um, great, great beer product that I use, all natural ingredients. And there's a 15% off link for first-time buyers in the video description. So they have dope beer creams, bombs. They have shampoo, conditioner, everything everything to look right and uh and, and get it right man um shout out special k joe collins the mecca tv appreciate everybody for watching steady 1100 illa i appreciate it always appreciate it all the all the mods stafford don bless up stafford be safe in florida man all my people in florida everybody in texas everybody in california please be safe out there uh, out there, you know, we're hearing the COVID-19 numbers on the rise out there, so please be safe, take care of yourself, protect yourself, protect your family, and uh, Rob, Mike, Ryan, show, hit that thumbs up button for your boys, you already know the deal, we'll check back in with you guys at a moment's notice, you already know, hit that thumbs up, hit the notification bell, and uh, tune in next time, be good people. Everyone is talking about magnesium, it's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.